Welcome back to another episode of the Voice First podcast. Today we've got Cincinnati mastermind John Brennan, the Chief Creative Officer at Sonic Signatures. John is a speaker at the 2019 Columbus Voice Bootcamp, and today we're going to talk about how business owners are missing the boat on Sonic brand and how you can start to be more conscious about how your brand sounds in this new field of podcasting, audio brand, and voice technology. John, thanks for inviting me into the Sonic Signatures headquarters. You guys have a beautiful office. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate uh, you having me. I'd like to get started by talking about the problem. We discussed this a little bit before you came on the show. Sonic Signatures has identified a couple different trends, and I'd love to talk about the problem you guys are solving in terms of branding. Mm Because it seems like we've talked before about how most brands focus on a visual brand, but Sonic Signatures helps with something most businesses don't consider, but is becoming ever more prominent and important in the development of a brand. So how, how is Sonic Signatures helping with this problem of branding? Yeah. So with um, branding, brands are obviously so focused on their visual identity and have been with their their logo, their fonts, their colors, and all those things are very strictly um, well identified, which is great because it creates a strong brand identity. But then um, when you're talking about things like voice technology or podcasting, um, all that doesn't exist, right? So how you sound truly is your identity. And so that's really what we uh, help brands do is take those same brand attributes that they're using to create their visual identity and then turn those into audio attributes that that also reinforce their brand. I was just working with a company they love who's also going to be at Columbus Voice Bootcamp, they were helping us with this identity prism, Mm -hmm. which was like, internally, how does your company look? What are the core values? How are you helping people? And then what is the external look? How does someone feel when they talk to your brand? How does someone feel when they see your brand? Can we talk a little bit more about how we take those concepts? Because for me, when I started this business, immediately I found someone to build our logo. Immediately Mm -hmm. I found someone... uh, design the logo that would represent our emotions. How is that process different when it's not visual, but audio? Yeah, it's actually very similar. You know, we look at some of the same parameters. So we're going to look at, um, you know, who is your target audience? You know, and then secondly, it's how does that target audience identify with with your brand? You know, what are the attributes that they identify with you, right? And then um, from there, we're also going to take a look at your category, uh, you know, what type of business are you? Is there a sound that identifies your category? And then fourthly, we're also going to look at your competition and how we can differentiate uh, from your competition as well. You guys have been in business for a few years now and you've been able to do business with some very popular, well-known companies, the likes of Google and Tide and AAA. So for those companies, what was the problem that they approached you with? And how did you guys go about solving it? Maybe we could use a, a case study of an example. Okay. Yeah. So um, we actually just did the audio branding for the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And so the need um, there was twofold, right? Because you have their client base um, can't see their visual logo. And so it's an automatic that for the brand identity, it has to be audio, which was, which was a great example. And then secondly, 
Um, they had just rebranded their visual logo from their long name of Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired uh, to just an acronym, C-A-B-V-I. And so the challenge for us was, okay, how do we identify that acronym to the blind? And so we uh, created an audio logo with, uh, which is five notes, and that actually and had a chorus, actually a small chorus, actually sing C-A-B-V-I. And so it's the shape of the melody mm. um, that is, um, represents the brand as well. And so it's this fifth leap upwards kind of represents their positive impact in people's lives. That is also um, uh, reinforced with the glockenspiel that hits on that last note, which kind of creates this bright moment. Um, the uh, lettering C-A-B-V-I obviously reinforces the acronym, but having the group vocal, that chorus, also reinforces their mission of a group approach to solving the issue. I love your level of consciousness around sound. We sat down in this office and you have these panels on your wall, which you say your company made yourself, yeah? Mm -hmm. And you set up these amazing mics and you went and tested and blew my mind with the level of setup and me running a, a company around voice technology and Alexa skills and actions on Google, we're always making decisions on what sounds can we make and how does that sound impact the end user? So when we start our app, we have this little upward chime, doo -doo -doo -doo, yep. that's at the start of everyone. And for us, that's our sonic brand. Mm -hmm. But I would not say that we were conscious about it. We went onto a, a free site, we looked up mm -hmm. license-free music, and then we found a little jingle. Mm -hmm. um, for for companies like like mine that does a lot of work with audio in terms of Amazon mm -hmm. Alexa and Google Assistant, where does a company like Sonic Signatures fit in? Where the the free kind of falls flat? Those those free mm -hmm. sounds that I can get falls flat. Where's yeah, and so that's just your brand identity, right? So you wouldn't use a logo that someone else can use and just switch out the name, right? Um, so that's creating confusion in the audience. Is, um, and so you don't have an ownable asset either uh, using that. And then secondly, it's also when you're looking at audio branding, it's truly what are your brand attributes that you're trying to reinforce? And so audio is a really powerful tool in our minds. And so it can really affect our emotional response. And because of that, it also creates a lasting impression. And so we really have to be specific or at least purposeful on your audio, your audio identity or else you're creating a confusing experience for your, your mm -hmm. audience, right? We were just looking at the McDonald's apply through app. I don't know if you saw mm. that. McDonald's last month came out with two big releases. One, they implemented voice technology into their drive-thru. They yep. acquired a company called Apprente. Mm -hmm. And then a week after that or two weeks after that, they created an Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant experience called McDonald's Apply-Thru, okay. where you say, um, Alexa, open McDonald's Apply-Thru, and then you'll hear their jingle, duh, 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 and you can apply very quickly for a job at McDonald's Excellent. to make it just very easy from an HR perspective to do hiring and the reason I bring it up is that lasting impression you get from the do 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 do. Even right. me just saying it right here, everybody that's listening immediately knows it's McDonald's yeah. and can immediately imagine that whistling sound that you get because yeah. that audio brand is so strong. Yeah. 
And you might also be triggered to be hungry. Also, exactly. <laughs> and that's probably what someone like you who's helping them with helped them to inspire, right? Is yeah. th- the goal of McDonald's is to make people hungry. So how can we, through our audio brand, go and create that emotion, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think with the ba-da-ba-ba, it also reinforces the fun, you know, uh, you know, casualness of the brand as well. We first met at Voice Summit, and mm-hmm. it was nice to meet another owner of a business from Ohio Mm -hmm. that was going to this national stage to bring a presence from the Midwest into this national tech audience where it's usually dominated by California and New York. Since Voice Summit, we've done a lot more explorations and kind of tightened our relationship. From your company's perspective of Sonic Signatures, what have you guys been doing to grow since Voice Summit back in June? I believe Mm -hmm. it was June. Yeah. Well, uh, twofold. So we followed up with all the companies that we met at the Voice Summit, which has been wonderful, and um, really networking uh, with those companies. And we actually started working with a podcast platform uh, that we met while we were there in New York. And uh, specifically for them, what the challenge is, how do you take um, podcast advertising that is a lot of times host-read, and so it sounds uh, very integral to the podcast, which is great, right? But then... From a branding standpoint, how do you uh, grow that advertising? And so you can multi- you can take one ad, and instead of having it just host read, how can you take one ad and then put it on a bunch of podcasts? And so the platform we're working with um, is developing sp- advertising for podcasts that still sounds integral to podcasts, still sounds appropriate, and not like a hard sell ad that you would mm. see on the radio. The radio. Right? That's what I was just thinking. The voice that mm-hmm. talks really fast. So you're, this is kind of where I feel like we're exploring in voices. How do we do what we're already comfortable with on these other platforms on this new interface? So yeah. what you were just talking about, how do we do ads, something that we're very familiar with on billboards, very familiar with on TV, and do it on voice? Is it just a copy mm-hmm. and paste, and do we just strip the visual and leave the audio? It seems like your answer is no. There need to be some special considerations when you're taking your advertisements you do on a visual aspect and put it onto audio only. Yeah, I think you should even look at them as taking one and putting it on the other. You you can really think of them as separate mediums, just like as you would radio and TV. And the beautiful thing about uh, radio or with voice is that you're creating a theater of the mind, which is actually a more intimate, uh, more powerful, more lasting impression that you have in your audience, right? So if you think back to the early days of radio and how they would do radio radio dramas, radio plays. And so where everything was acted out with all the sound effects, those create a mental image in your mind. And so even with the uh, McDonald's app that you talked about, by utilizing a specific voice and not utilizing the basic TTS voice, uh, you're creating a stronger brand Hmm. identity by using a, a specific voice that represents your target audience. And then by using those sounds, those brand logos, that audio logo, um, you are then further creating an experience that you're having with your voice instead of um, just something that you're casually watching. Mm-hmm. Changes it from a passive activity to a more interactive activity, that's almost right. like reading a book versus watching the movie that's created. When you said yeah. theater of the mind, it was like reading a book, you, you have so much more going on. When I read Harry Potter, my mind was imagining the hippogriff. My mind was imagining the sorting hat. And then when one producer goes and says, this is the visual, this is how it actually looks. Yeah. It removes a lot of that 
users' interactivity with the book itself. And recently with the companies we've been working with, that's the shift that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. is how media is shifting from a passive activity to more of an interactive. And Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant are that opportunity to actually take your content and interact Mm -hmm. with your audience. That's right. So when when you guys... um, are creating these experiences for for companies? Would you say the this might be getting a little too bit in the weeds? But would you do you spend the pro- majority of your time on the new technology like Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, or is it a lot with uh, podcasting, audio brand, um, filling out the brand with the missing audio component? Yeah, that's correct. It's it's it is holistic experience, right? So an audio brand is most powerful when it's used across all your touch points. And that's also one of the benefits of audio is that it truly can be used across all of a brand's touch points. And, you know, whether it's the music and and, and sonic logo at the end of an advertising campaign, whether that music is then changed and manipulated also for the web campaign, the web videos, but then it's also in their radio advertising, it's also in their podcast and in their voice experience, um, it's in their events, um, conventions. You can, you know, it's it's also repurposed and used for your UX sounds on uh, your apps. So once you create that audio identity, you know, this piece of music that has a melody, harmony, and rhythm, then you can then take that and repurpose it across all your brand touch points. Let's talk delivery for a sec. With visual brands, companies will often hand me, here's our visual brand guidebook. Mm-hmm. Here is the color codes. Here is the image. Here is the logo with a transparent background and with a mm-hmm. white background and with a black background. Here's the whole book. People often look at the Steve Jobs. So with the delivery of a audio brand, um, I imagine it's a little bit different. It uh, actually is similar in very a sense similar? that... Um, when we're finished, we will give you an audio guideline that you know identifies this is the you know here's the melody, here's the you know the rhythm and the instrumentation that we created that represents your brand in this way. These are the brand attributes that we're reinforcing by using this these musical elements, right? And then we'll say, and this is your audio logo. And then we'll say, these are the best practices to a use them in the market and then expand it and use it across all of your touch points. I've been this this is a very personal question to me. I with the podcast, I've been trying to find a way to take the podcast and market it on more visual media. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, emails besides just a link. And mm-hmm. one way I did that, I I'm curious of what your thoughts are on my implementation of taking something audio making it visual. Mm-hmm. I took uh, the app that I use Anchor. Mm-hmm. It will transcribe the audio and then make a little video that will highlight each of the words that are read. So really, I just I would describe it as taking the video or the audio, adding the visual component that literally just mm-hmm. is subtitles. Yeah, It's literally just mm-hmm. subtitles with a, it's active subtitles. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a good default or do you think it's very, it's just that? It's a default, but to be conscious, you want to level up that I, visual representation. Yeah, level. I think it could be okay, especially for someone who's just like glancing through a feed and wants to see what this is about. Maybe they'll kind of look at some of the words for a while. And then if they say, hey, I actually want to listen to this, they probably might add it to their podcast list and then you know listen to it at home or when they're driving. 
while they're cooking, when, when I listen to my podcasts <laughs> or when I'm cleaning. Let, let's talk team before we shift Columbus Voice Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. So uh, your team, it's not just you. You work with the mm-hmm. team that's all based out of here in Cincinnati, Ohio, right? Uh, so we are. We have a several here in Cincinnati. Then we have, uh, we're also spread out as well. Okay. How has it been for you in terms of this new field of voice technology having a team? Is it, is it felt like it's, it's been hard to get everybody to innovate and continue to advance with this new technology? Or has it been a rising tide and everybody's collaborated to help raise that level together in terms of innovation with Amazon Alexa, Google mm-hmm. Assistant, podcasting? Your company's really tackling a lot of new changes. And has your team been able to adopt and adapt with that? Or has it been hard to pull everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, so we've we've really gone after this as as our focus. You know, Sonic branding is the core of Sonic Signatures, where we uh, that's the focus of our business, and so um, the partnerships we have are specifically for that. And so um, earlier this year, we partnered uh, specifically with Sean Beeson, who is another Ohio-based composer and UX designer. And so, whereas my specialty and the composers that work uh, here in Cincinnati with me. Uh, we come from a writing music for narrative uh, work that is more linear, so advertising and uh, film work. And that's really our background, whereas Sean's background is is an interactive music and interactive audio. And so Sean comes from the video game industry, and he's also uh, worked on UX design, uh, creating audio for many of Google's products. And so Sean and I, as friends, really decided to partner so that when we create audio branding, we are now able to create it across all of a brand's touch points, as we talked about, you know, from their linear advertising to also their interactive media with voice experiences, as well as their apps and things like that. So you've really assembled a team of masterminds in the audio space with this new technology. Yeah, and we actually have another partner, um, DB Cooper, who you can read about on our website. And uh, DB is another longtime friend of Sean and I's, and she is a a voiceover actress and voiceover casting person. And so she has a wonderful experience in interactive audio casting uh, voices for many, many video games over many years. And uh, so she's just a wonderful talent, very passionate about voice casting. And so it was a perfect pairing uh, to bring her into the fold as well so that we're talking about companies, you know, about how they talk, how they sound. It's a really holistic experience from what from the voice they're using to the sounds they're putting forth. We talked. Sean has done some work with big players like Google, um, CD Cooper. Oh, oh um, yes. Uh, sorry, DB Cooper. DB Cooper. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, what any any uh, case studies on the kind of video games or experiences that they've done work with? So she, as a voice actress, has uh, voiced many uh, large video games, AAA games. If you can actually look her up on, uh, if you search on Google DB Cooper voice over, mm-hmm. uh, it'll come up number one. But um, large AAA format games. Okay, yeah. big platforms. Mm-hmm. The Mastermind Team in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Shifting focus to Columbus Voice Bootcamp. Thanks again. John's actually going to be speaking as audio brand expert to help every single business that attends Columbus Voice Bootcamp develop their audio brand in a very hands-on workshop. So coming to Columbus Voice Bootcamp in November, what are you excited to bring to this Ohio community of business owners? 
you know, we're just, I'm excited to share our full process. You know, we're not going to be holding back. We're really going to break down um, our full process, talking about just kind of the need for audio branding one. And then secondly, um, how do you create your audio identity? You know, looking at the voice you're putting forth to the sounds that you're using. And then um, part of that, the integral part of it, which we'll be um, doing case studies on, is taking your brand attributes and then showing how you put those into music and and into your voice as well. So for a business owner that wants to get the most out of your workshop, preparation-wise, should he bring his or their visual brand guidelines? What what kind of material should they bring so that they get the most out of your session? Yeah, I think the visual brand guidelines are a great place to start because a lot of times um, those are going to have within it what we're looking for. You know, it's if you're going to prep anything, it should be who your target audience is and what type of research have you done into how that audience views your business, what attributes do they uh, attribute to it. You know, and then one thing we're going to be talking about is uh, what kind of voice then um, identifies with that audience. You know, who do they want to listen to about you? John, I appreciate your time today, and I'm excited to accelerate into Columbus Voice Bootcamp. If anyone else wants to get in touch with you or follow the Sonic brand development and growth or to learn anything more about you, what? how do you recommend they reach out or follow you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so our website is sonicsignatures.io and my email is just j-o-n at sonicsignatures.io and then I'm very active on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for joining us, John. I'm very excited to see you at Columbus Voice Bootcamp. Thank you, Patrick. I'm really looking forward to it.